Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mortgage lenders are reducing their fixed rate products, but should you stick with trackers? More investors want to put their money in property, according to a new report, but where should they be investing? And ahead of the pre-budget report next week, we look at one last-minute ruse to invest more tax-efficiently. All this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Alice Ross, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lodge. Hi there. Tanya Poli. Hiya. And our special studio guest, Miranda John, International Manager at Savills Private Finance. Hello. So let's start with the money news. This week, a number of mortgage lenders have come out with better fixed rate deals. Two-year fixed products are now as low as 3.15%. Fixed rate mortgages, however, have been unpopular with borrowers since the summer, so lenders may be hoping to lure them in with the cheaper rates. However, many tracker mortgages are still cheaper than the fixed rate deals on offer. So, Tanya, what does this mean for borrowers? What should they be doing? Well, obviously, we've seen a lot of lenders come out this week and last week um, reducing their fixed rate mortgages. A lot of them are kind of reducing it a fair bit on two-year fixed rates, and that's following um, a reduction in two-year swap rates. Um, Basically, a lot of mortgage brokers are saying it's not necessarily the best time to go into two-year fixed rate. It's not necessarily going to protect you from future interest rate hikes um, because a lot of people are expecting um, the Bank of England not to really raise base bank rates until, say... uh, you know, maybe next year, but it won't be more than 1% over the next 12 to 18 months. So in that sense, trackers still provide better value. They are still actually about 1% less than the rates that you'll find on a two-year fixed rate on a comparable two-year tracker rate. So in that sense, most people, most brokers are saying go for a tracker in the meantime. So the problem with one of these two-year fixed rates is that when you come off it in two years, you'd find yourself having to remortgage at a potentially much higher rate. Yes, that's that's the main problem. So a lot of this will come down to your view of what is going to happen with interest rates, I suppose. Do do borrowers have to take a view on that, do you think? Um, Obviously, the mortgage brokers are there for you to kind of seek advice from in in terms of what they think interest rates will do. But at the same time, it's really got to be what you're comfortable with. Are you comfortable with basically if if interest rates do increase more than expected? Are you comfortable? Have you got enough money to be able to say, I have that money there that I can kind of absorb those extra costs? Or do you want to play it safe and say, okay, I know I can afford this two-year fixed rate for the next two years. I've got my mortgage payments all sorted. Um, I know I can afford it. Um, and I mean, it just it just varies what you kind of feel 
um, is going to happen mm. in the market. Mm. And what about slightly longer term deals? Because I think that there are some five year fixes that aren't looking too bad. Yep. Well, this is where mortgage brokers are actually differing in terms of their view on two year fixed rates. They're saying five year fixed rates could be the better option for people because um, obviously in five years time, we don't necessarily know how far bank base rate would be up. I mean, some brokers said it could be as high as 5%. We just don't know. Um, obviously, it depends on how the economy is going to play out um, and other factors, of course. But So in that sense, um, if you go on a five-year fixed rate, the rates are around about, I think the cheapest you can get is just under 5% at the moment. That's fairly okay for a five-year fixed rate. Um, so if you go for a five-year fixed rate, then you probably won't have to worry about having to pay for any extra arrangement fees in two years time if you decide to remortgage um, and obviously you will have a guarantee rate for five years and you don't need to worry about any potential rate hikes. Hmm. Now one of the uh, lenders offering one of these good rates is the Yorkshire Building Society which I think has been in the news for other reasons this week is that right Steve? Yes it has Alice. Um, Yorkshire's um proposed a cosy little deal with Chelsea Building Society to, they call it a merger, but it's effectively a takeover of the Chelsea. The Chelsea having had a number of problems with mortgage fraud and having lost a lot of money with the Icelandic banks last year. So they're proposing a merger, but unfortunately for members, and there are 2.7 million of us who are members of these two societies, which are two of the biggest remaining, um, there are no windfalls on offer. So forget those old cash windfalls. Um, And nor are there any offers of any rate improvements either. And frankly, these two societies both have fairly high standard variable rates. I was shocked to discover this week that Chelsea's standard variable rate is 5.79% and uh, Yorkshire's is 4.99%. But the society say there's no plans to to reduce these rates and therefore encourage people to vote in favour because the key point is members get to vote on this um, merger. So some campaigners out there are saying, well, if they don't offer any benefits, vote against it and let's see what happens. Um, so people get their voting papers in the next few weeks, and we will see what happens. And you'll be voting yourself, I assume? I will be voting against it, yes. I would <laughs> I would shut the doors of the Chelsea, and I would have my share of the paper clips. Right. Thanks for that, Steve and Tanya. And for more on mortgages and how to pick the best deal, look out for Tanya's article in this weekend's FT Money with the Weekend FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the show, how to take swift action on your investments before the pre-budget report next week. First, though, a look at property investing. A report out this week from Barclays Wealth found that there was renewed confidence in residential and commercial property among its wealthier clients, with twice as many investors set to increase property allocation than decrease it over the next two years. But there are still a lot of property bears out there, making it difficult to know what the most promising property markets are at the moment. Tanya, you've been looking at this this week. What are the options for investors? Well, I think it's an interesting one, really, because obviously the UK has a bit of a love affair with property. And um, even though we've seen huge house price falls um, across the UK residential market, we've obviously seen um, commercial property funds um, crash as well. But still, despite this, um, we've just seen statistics from the IMA yesterday, which showed that um, property uh, funds were actually the most popular um, selling sector in across in the UK retail sector at the moment, um, which has obviously shown that a lot of people are still very interested in property and you get to get back in. And obviously, we've also seen a, um, a rally in UK house prices recently. So really, um, there's there's a different range of views. Um, 
I know a lot of people are a bit cautious about the UK residential market. Um, a lot of people are expecting maybe double dip next year. Um, people questioning whether the rally is actually sustainable. Um, we've actually got Miranda John here um, from Savills Private Finance. She's international manager. Um, Miranda, what's your view in terms of, of where people should be looking to buy a property? Um, well, firstly, I think the point you made about uh, the type of client looking to buy, what we're seeing is quite a difference now. Many people are, are pretty comfortably off and they're looking at how best to invest, but they like the reassurance of bricks and mortar. Um, most British holidaymakers have a, a destination that they prefer. It may be France, Spain, Portugal, the States. So those type of clients are actually looking now at property that has fallen a great deal. Um, maybe the exchange rate isn't quite what they'd like, but it actually seems a good time to buy in an area that they're familiar with. Now, that's quite a different profile from this time two years ago when many people were buying in new markets. They, they really um, thought that they could make very quick money and, and have an exit strategy to, to leave those markets. And unfortunately, they are probably um, in a quite a difficult position now, anybody who did do that. Um, the areas that have done well have been the established markets. You can, though, pick up a bargain, which is something which hasn't happened, certainly in somewhere like the south of France, for probably more than 10 years or 15 years. Um, the profile is important, however, because uh, I work on the finance side. And if you do need to raise finance, or importantly, you wish to raise finance because of the exchange position, you need to be a good quality candidate. You need to be able to provide paperwork and proof of earnings and outgoings. It's something that's happening in the UK now as well. But uh, it, it's, it's not possible to have anything that would be a self-cert or buy-to-let mortgage. Miranda, can I still get... Um finance for my sand dune in Dubai? <laughs> that is a good question. The Dubai market had already changed considerably. Um, so virtually all the lenders had disappeared in terms of looking for international um, for international buyers looking for finance. Um, what remained were really the higher end properties. Individual villas were possible to finance, but apartments were not from probably halfway through this year so no is the answer to your sandbank um and and dubai is a very good example of one of those new markets a lot happened very quickly um, people were signing reservation contracts and and that example is is perfect there wasn't even a brick in place Miranda, i know a lot of people um are talking about the u.s residential market at the moment obviously it's seen a quite a bad crash as well. Yes. Um, but are there kind of good opportunities there? Certainly. I think, again, the important thing is that clients who are investing currently actually like Florida, for example, as a destination. They know it well. They holiday there themselves. So when they go now and look at the prices, they can't believe what their pound can buy them. You know, for $200,000, you, you can ha have a five-bedroom house with a pool. Um, so... If that suits your lifestyle and you are happy to do a bit of work perhaps yourself and rent it out, then it's it's a good deal. Um, again, it's very important, particularly in the US, if you need finance, check out what the options are. There are so few lenders there at the moment and the loan-to-values are very much lower than you might hope. So 50% deposit is the norm. 
Okay, so that covers all the the kind of the holiday makers looking to buy somewhere mm. overseas to to go on holiday. But what about um, commercial property, Tanya? You've been having a look at that as well. Is that looking overvalued at the moment? Yeah, well, no. Um, commercial is an interesting one actually because um, it's probably fallen the most. Um, if you look at the IPD um, index, um, it fell between June two thousand seven and June two thousand nine by about forty five percent. So a lot of people actually out there are saying now it looks it's beyond fair value. So in terms of I mean, it's starting to see a bit of capital growth. Um, I was speaking to a fund manager the other day. He was saying actually over the next um, four years he was expecting about a ten percent return. Um, so there seems to be a few people out there that are saying actually it's quite a good time to sort of go into the market. But of course there are going to be challenges ahead. I mean we are in recession, um, unemployment. You know who knows what might happen there. Um, and rental values are actually still falling. And I think demand from sort of underlying occupier, that's still very weak. So it's not that it's a guaranteed it's going to be great, but it is obviously coming from quite a low value where, you know, it is likely to go up. Right. So it might be possible to pick up a bargain in property, but bear in mind the various pitfalls that you might come across. Thanks very much for that, Tanya and Miranda. And for full details of how best to gain exposure to property, you can read Tanya's article in the FT Money section this weekend and on our website ft.com forward slash money. Finally today, how to invest tax efficiently. With the pre-budget report to come out next Wednesday, many commentators are speculating that capital gains tax could be increased. The tax is currently just 18%, compared with higher rate income tax that will soon rise to as much as 50%. Investors have been taking advantage of this disparity in the two taxes by investing in products that are taxed as capital gains rather than income. But this could be set to change next week. So, Steve, is there anything investors can do about this? Well, Alice, um, clearly as the darling is not going to live up to his name, the darling bit I hasten to add, um, next week from the point of view of many taxpayers. Um, and there are a whole range of threats out there at the moment. Um, one is that he might clamp down further on high rate pension tax relief, um, as well as the CGT change that you mentioned. Now, a little wheeze that a number of financial advisors are pushing about at the moment is something called a bed and sip. So this is where you make a pension contribution ahead of the PBR, put the cash in, in order to take advantage of that high rate tax relief, 40%. And you fund it, so avoiding, so there's no overall cost, you fund it by selling an existing investment elsewhere in your portfolio. Now, so say you have £10,000 of BP shares, you sell them, you put the cash in, you sip, you buy them back through there. No change in your overall portfolio, and you've got the cash back from the sale. Now, if, of course, in addition, your holding outside of the SIP or other pension is subject to capital gains tax, you're crystallizing the gain at this relatively generous rate of capital gains tax now. So some advisors are calling this a, a double whammy, a double benefit um, for people doing it. And um, there is still time. Um, you, um, the, the way to do it, and we explain this in this week's issue, is simply put the cash in now. There's a short-term cash flow uh, issue here. So you have to have the cash to put into your SIP or your pension before the PBR on Wednesday and then make the sale before uh, Wednesday as well if, you, if it's subject to CGT and then buy back afterwards or whenever. And it can be done fairly straightforwardly. It wouldn't take too long to 
to do all that? Not at all. In fact, some firms are even saying that you can even open your SIP and start dealing within minutes. Mm. Hargreaves Lansdowne, one of the well-known SIP firms, is, is making much of this uh, ability. And um, you, so you can sign up online and immediately fund it with a debit card and then, and then deal. But the key point is get the cash into the pension before the PBR. That way you're benefiting from the high rate tax relief. If you've got a CGT issue, sell the holding outside. If you want to go down this bed and sit route, you may just want, of course, just to fund your pension. Now, all this assumes, of course, that changes will take effect from the 9th of December. Now, of course, it may just be that any changes that the Chancellor does announce will only take effect, say, from the new tax year. But this is a kind of safety first way of doing it. So if you were thinking of making a pension contribution anyway this tax year because you're a high rate tax why not bring it forward a bit? And if you haven't got the ready cash and you want to do it in a no-cost way, why not do it via the bed and sip or bed and pension route? Okay, so so if you did do this bed and sip route, that would possibly cover off two of these changes mm. to tax. You could cover off the capital gains tax possible rise yeah. and the possible restriction in higher rate tax relief. Obviously, we don't know yet. So we'll find out on Wednesday mm. if, if any of this will actually happen. But uh, is there anything else that we're expecting? Any tips ahead of the pre-budget report? Well, my, I think um, the Chancellor will be very tempted to whack stamp duty on very high-value properties. It'll be another bit of banker bashing. Um, so um, that probably won't help Miranda's business raising finance for property. Um, I think he could and arguably should clamp down on many of the tax reliefs that are available to buy-to-let landlords. Buy-to-let landlords can get tax relief on their mortgages, God forbid. Now, that went for the rest of us some 10 years ago. So quite why that exists to encourage property speculation, you know, is is beyond me. Um, but the really big taxes, um, of course, are income tax, VAT and national insurance. Now, income tax and national insurance hit us as employees, as we well know. VAT hits everyone who buys anything. So, um, so that's where people should be looking for the really big take. So no good news on the horizon, Steve? Ah, well, of course, Alice. The, Mr. Darling will want to live up to the reputation of chancellors who always have a little rabbit out of the hat um, in their budget, but also increasingly in their pre-budget report. Now, I think this year he's going to go for an increase in the long-frozen pensioner's Christmas bonus, which I believe, if I'm right in saying, has been frozen for near on 20 years at um, £10, 10 decimal pounds, I hasten to add, um, but not worth a whole lot of money, of course. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he just said, for an easy headline, if he bumped up that pensioner's Christmas bonus, which is not much good for you and me, um, although from my perspective it might mean that my father gives me a bigger Christmas present. But apart from that, I don't think there'll be much good news at all. I think it's plenty plenty of pain from Mr Darling. Right, and we'll find out on Wednesday exactly how much pain there is to come. Thanks for that, Steve. And if you'd like to know more about bed and sips, look out for Steve's article in FT Money this weekend. But that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Remember, you can get weekday news updates on our website, ft.com forward slash money. And you can read and comment on our latest blog posts at ft.com forward slash money matters. We'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Steve, Tanya and our special guest, Miranda John from Savills Private Finance. Goodbye. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.